Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I'm Peter Kafka. And thanks for listening to Recode Replay. This is one of the sessions from our 2017 Code Conference. We're going to let you hear it in just a second for free. You're welcome. But before we do that, we want to plug another conference. Okay, fine, if you insist. I must, I must. You must Um, insist. If you like this event, there's a very good chance you're going to like Code Media 2018. February 12th and 13th in Huntington Beach, California. 2018. I can't believe it's next year. Next year. Absolutely. Save the date. Peter and I will both be there, which means it's going to be a fantastic event. I've been to all of them and I have learned things. I would actually pay for them, Peter. We may charge you this year. Uh, One more time. That's Code Media 2018. It's like this event, but it's in 2018. February 12th and 13th. Go to events.recode.net for all the deets, as the kids say. As the kids say. Thanks, Peter. See ya. Mary Meeker has been a wonderful uh, employee of mine for many years. Um, um, she's, she keeps calling me boss. I've seen her like six times recently, which I don't see her that often. Uh, and she keeps calling me, hey, boss, hey, boss, I'm really working hard for you. When do I get paid? And I'm thinking, okay, whatever, you're not getting paid. Um, but she does this amazing internet trends reports. I've, I've literally known her for 25, possibly 30 years. Um, and this is a really important report. She does a great job. She's going to do a million slides. We gave her a little more time this year, um, and she's fully taking advantage of me. Um, so, and us, but this is an astonishing thing. And so, Mary, get out here and do your thing. Thank you. Um, I just uh, ceased to have thoughts for about a minute back there, and now I have to go into this, so... I may talk all day, and I may talk really slowly. So Kara and Walt, um, thank you for all this. So um, Internet Trends presentation. This presentation is meant to be read. It's not meant to be presented. So it is online at kleinerperkins.com and, and elsewhere. Uh, so please don't, do not take notes. And I apologize for the speed at which I will go through this and the transition from meditation to this. And Kara did not make it through three minutes, as you'd imagine. So this is the outline. Uh, we're going to talk about internet trends, online advertising, commerce, spent a lot of time on interactive games, media, China internet, provided by Hill House Capital. They did a great job, as always, India internet, and talk about some of the uh, public-private companies, if you have a few macro thoughts, and if we have time, want to get to probably the best part of the presentation, which relates to healthcare, uh, put together by Noah Knopf at Kleiner Perkins, and it's just, it's great stuff. It, it's, a, it's a lot of up and to the right um, charts that um, indicate what's really going on in the sector. Um, I'd like to spend a half an hour on this slide. A whole bunch of people helped us with this, especially Alexander Cray and Ansel Parikh on, on, um, on our team at Kleiner Perkins. And a bunch of you in the room have always provided a, a lot of help. And um, thanks for keeping us honest. We put this report out there, and our goal is to go back to work, continue investing, and um, hope, hope people make the, make the report better in the way they look at it. So high-level trends, 3.4 billion Internet users flat growth up 10% year-on-year versus 10% last year, and um, uh, 8% growth if you didn't include India. So India is really growing quickly. Smartphone units, pretty slow, 3%. Smartphone install-based, 12%. uh, Usage and engagement continues to be pretty strong, up up 4%. Online advertising and commerce. We've really linked commerce into our advertising section this year uh, because ads are becoming storefronts. It's increasingly measurable and actionable. Ad growth is driven by mobile. Growth is accelerating in online advertising, up 22% year-on-year. Mobile dollars spent surpassed desktop in 2016. Advertising dollars, some people love the slide, some people hate the slide, continues to shift to usage as it should, and mobile continues to gain share. It's a big deal. Internet advertising dollars per zenith will exceed 
TV advertising dollars in in, within, within with this year. Google and Facebook account for 85% and rising share of internet ad growth. Um, ad measurability can be triple, triple measured, can, excuse me, can be triple edged. When things are measured, people don't always like what they see and users don't always like their data collected. Advertisers like measurable engagement metrics, but some find measuring ROI challenging as they do with offline. Ad blocking continues to grow. Users increasingly opt out of the stuff that they don't want. Um, leading ad platform offerings are rapidly improving their back-end data plus front-end measurement tools and targeting de targeted delivery of ads in, that users increasingly want. Uh, this looks at the dashboards for Facebook, Google, and Snap. They continue to get better with targeting and measuring ads. We're going to look at some of the ad formats that are doing particularly well. Product listing ads from Google driving clicks to product pages. Targeted pins from Pinterest driving product discovery and purchase. Contextual ads from Facebook driving direct purchases. Goal-based bidding ads from Snap driving user action. Geo-targeted local ads driving foot traffic to stores. Incentive-based and skippable video ads are driving, driving positive interactions for consumers. In-app ads plus dynamic creative are driving higher in-app install performance. In-ride, in-hand recommendations. Example here is Uber and Foursquare. Location plus the route plus a destination plus a time of day plus an offer. Uh, this for Blue Bottle Coffee and, 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 and um, anyway, Blue, Blue Bottle Coffee, which we all love. Hyperlocal targeting, uh, next door and XAD from home, your neighborhood to work on your commute. Advertising inefficiency is increasingly exposed by data. The right ad at the right at the right time, driven by algorithms, created a fantastic business for Google. If we think about it, it's user typed input and words. This is what's happened to Google's market cap as they optimize for user typed input. Uh, we we're continue to have user type input. We're at the margin, we're moving to user uploaded input, real time images. This is an example of um, um, Snap ads launched in 2014, and this looks at the market cap of Snap, uh, which has been driven by optimizing for user uploaded input. According to Ben Silberman, and we agree, a lot of the future of search is going to be about pictures instead of words. Ads are evolving rapidly, often organic with data at the core. Emerging retailers and crafty big brands are finding ways to make collaborative ad creation, social plus UGC work for them. Uh, brands and consumers, redistribution is driving engagement. This is Ben and Jerry's with UGC. Brands and consumers, brands are, are sourcing content from fans. Um, and brands and influence uh, are, are driving engagement um, a lot. Emerging retailers and crafty big brands are finding ways to make images, video, data, algorithms, and voice work for them. Image-based platform front ends are, are taking tap and augment is at the margin replacing typing. Image-based platform front ends taking pictures can replace typing. This is Google Lens, which is a pretty interesting product that's just coming to market. Image-based platform back ends Algorithms infer user context from the images and can provide contextual relevance for advertisers, which is a huge, a huge opportunity. Voice-based voice mobile platform front ends, voice is increasingly replacing typing. 20% of mobile queries um, made via voice um, on Google, via Google Assistant a while back. Voice-based in-home platform front ends are doing the same thing where voice can replace typing. Voice-based platform back ends are the quality of Accuracy is improving. Um, this is Google Machine Learning achieved super high, high uh, word accuracy just this year at a point where it's almost as good as, as the human voice. Ads are becoming targeted storefronts. Ads, content, 
products, transactions, lines are blurring, the content is becoming the store, the ad is becoming the transaction. Product quality plus customer support plus transparency bars are rising owing to social media. Social media can provide an opportunity to improve customer service. It drives accountability. And real-time online customer conversations are rising very rapidly. This is intercom's growth of of active conversations, and the growth is, is extraordinary. Customers increasingly expect to understand how things work and more transparency thanks to the Internet and social media. Retailers are emerging with especially effective strategies. This is a group of companies that we think are doing one thing particularly well. Chewy.com has a very strong user community and a great target market. They don't return a lot of products. Uh, Glossier um, is fantastic at content marketing. Untucket is using on, online and offline synergies in both marketing and merchandising. Allbirds shoes are innovative and the website and the offerings and, and the service offer very simple choice. And this, this, the chart on the right shows how rapidly they're growing. Trendyall is using private label and local sourcing for local communities in the Middle East in a way that we haven't seen before. M.M. Lafleur is targeted at women's professional wardrobe and is driving a relationship-driven experience where it's both online and, and offline. I'm going to run through some e-commerce ahas, which are not only interesting but sort of amusing. If it seems like package and parcel growth is accelerating, it's because it is, up 9% year-on-year. Apartment building lobbies are becoming warehouses. Doormen are becoming foremen. Unwrapping boxes is becoming entertainment, and will the, typing, the, the typo will be corrected um, online. <laughs> eating out is increasingly eating in. Some of the DoorDash stats are pretty, are pretty impressive. Uh, grocery shopping is getting personal, fast, and easy. Lowe's is doing augmented reality, helping consumers find products in stores. Stitch Fix launched another private label clothing brand, and it's computer-generated. Accounts for 1% of their products for now. Uh, retail, store, retail, store, retail store closings may break a 20-year record while Amazon is opening retail stores. Digitally native brands are going offline. The world's largest offline retailer, Walmart, is getting aggressive online and showing good results. Amazon has become a leading private label supplier of baby wipes and batteries. Uh, and with all this, e-commerce growth is accelerating again in the U.S., up 15% year on year. And now we have a new kind of store. It's a subscription store. What else would you expect and who's it from but Amazon.com? More faster than ever. Great products find customers. Customers find great products. The process and data collection and intermediaries are changing at a torrid pace. I'm going to move to interactive games. Interactive games, as we think about it, are really the mother load of tech product innovation, evolution, and modern learning. Bing Gordon helped us out a lot with this presentation. It's been a pleasure to work with them. Global interactive gaming is mainstream. It's evolving rapidly, and we're still early days. There are 2.6 billion gamers in the world, up from 100 million in 1995. Gaming has evolved from individual play to global collaboration over the last 50 years. Gen X and millennials have been gamified since birth. Gaming is a large, broad, and growing business. Revenue up 9% year-on-year, $100 billion. Asia-Pacific is the largest market. Gamers are of all ages. 35 years old is the average, higher than many people think. Female gamers have been, have been gamers from the very beginning, but genres tend to differ between what women play and men play at the margin. Gaming tools are pervasive online. They can optimize learning and engagement. I'm going to run through some of the examples. Repetition, you learn from losing. Dynamic difficulty adjustments, the ultimate trial and error experience, solving puzzles, pattern recognition and critical thinking, 
planning workflows, managing time and resource efficiency, completing projects, track the finish line from the start, leveling up, ongoing progress measurement, competing, play against self and others, sharpen skills, exploring and discovering, open closed doors, hack to improvement, following rules, structured play, collaborating, social connection and leadership, learn from, work with others, observing, learn from watching others perform. This is Twitch data on the right. Interacting with and analyzing data. Many games have strong math underpinnings. The chart on the right looks at fantasy sports player growth in the U.S. at about 60 million today. Self-optimization, driven by math, stats, metrics, and rankings. And creative storytelling. can be the master of of a universe, whether it's Minecraft, Mass Effect 3, or many other things. In addition to optimizing learning and engagement, gaming tools are foundational for the internet services that we use today. Reputation and rankings, deep roots in gaming, started with Space Invaders, now it's Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, all over the place. Um, Digital recognition, deep roots in gaming, what started badges in Activision 2600 games in 1980, now all over the internet, perhaps too all over the internet. Interactive storytelling started with Atari in 1980, now starting with Netflix, Twitch, and Amazon. Interactive learning started with Lemonade Stand in 1979, now all, all over most of the successful education apps that are out there. Upgrades and downloadable content. Downloadable, the first downloadable content was Sega, was with Sega in 1993, now it's in many places, including in cars. Secondary markets, RuneScape in 2001, now again, all over the internet. There are three companies that are doing especially well today. WeChat with 768 million DAUs started as a started as, as a gaming platform. QQ, Slack, five million DAUs started as a gaming company. Tiny Spec, Discord, nine million DAUs started as ham, hammer and chisel. Live camera angles, deep roots in gaming started when um, um, started with Madden Football in 1996 uh, when Troy Aikman was on the field and now he's in the box, um, and now it's mainstream and media with different camera angles. Graphics computation, deep, deep roots in gaming. NVIDIA started uh, as, as a GPU 1999-ish, and now those products have expanded dramatically and are used for artificial intelligence um, with, the major, with the major players. In an era of perceived disengagement, perhaps engagement is actually rising. Video gaming is the most engaging form of social media. This looks at mobile gaming sessions rising um, pretty rapidly. Gary Whitta, who's a screenwriter for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, said, when I play a video game, it's the only time I put away the phone and forget it exists. Video games command your attention in a way that nothing else can or will. The question we asked as we went through all this is perhaps interactive gaming evolution, evolution, growth, and usage has been helping prepare society for the ongoing rise of human-computer interaction. Gaming tools are pretty active in improving human performance, especially in sports, virtual plus augmented reality simulations and real-time analytics, improving athlete performance, video plus virtual reality, mental reps can improve performance, video and machine learning, visuals and deep analytics can improve performance, audio plus guided meditation, mental focus can improve performance, in spite of the fact that Kara Swisher can't meditate for more than three minutes. Physically interactive media, real-time activity analytics can boost intensity and focus for athletes. The stats behind Peloton are striking. Video games, simulations can improve athlete strategy and performance. Stats can assist athletes and coaches. Madden Super Bowl winner prediction accuracy is at 71% over the last 14 years. Net of this is video game stats can be very predictive. 
Immersive gaming tools are improving performance across disciplines, whether it's education, personal finance, exercise, and influencing, influencing multiple businesses, whether it's military training, pilot training, or surgery. And this whole world is getting way more dynamic uh, with some of the things, with real-world simulations, and this is an example of some of the things Improbable is doing. As rapid data growth continues, gaming tools, interfaces, and processors will continue to organize and drive usefulness. This looks at the, this is IDC data, looks at the percentage of data um, that is created worldwide, and about 10% of that data and rising dramatically is tagged, so it will be analyzable. This looks at um, the, 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 uh, the, power, the, the, the power curve of NVIDIA's transistors. The images show how, how much better the graphics have gotten. Um, and these products are going to increasingly be used to, um, to analyze all the data that, that is, is getting bigger and bigger. Gaming platforms are evolving at high speeds. This looks at the products that are out there around the virtual world environment, and these are the stats and growth stats behind developers for Unity, monthly active users for Roblox, and peak concurrent users for, for Steam. We're going to shift to eSports. It's expanding the gaming ecosystem via fans and spectators. It's been 45 years in, the, in development. People watch what they play. League of Legends, World's Finals, 2016, 20,000 people at the Staples Center, 43 million online. Survey done by LEK Sports Worldwide asked the question, what sports do you prefer? 27% of millennials have a significant preference for esports versus another 27% that have a significant preference for traditional sports. So this trend is, is, is big and moving quickly. This looks at esports monthly viewers, 161 million um, per month. This looks at the momentum in viewers for League of Legends Championship. 79% um, are less than 35 years old, 29% are female. Money is following these users um, aggressively. This looks at the prize pool for the international. Uh, and partnerships and investments are bringing esports into the mainstream. It's a very rapid, rapid area of development. I'm going to close on this section with gaming experience. Is it correlated to technology leadership and innovation? We think so. Ten years ago, Byron Reeves at Stanford asked, made, the, made the point, if you want to see what business leadership may look like in three to five years, look at what's happening in online games. Fast forward to today, Elon, Reed, Mark Zuckerberg, and many others say that uh, games have been foundational to their success in building their companies. Perhaps interactive gaming evolution, growth, and usage with related data collection, analytics, real-time simulations, and engagement has been helping prepare society for the ongoing rise of human-computer human -computer interaction. From that to media, more disruption, happening at a toward, toward pace. Um, why do people stream music? Access, choice, discovery, personalization, mobile, fewer ads. Why did they cut cords? Lower price and convenience, all the things that people like to build businesses on. Digital evolution in music and video is ramping rapidly. Recorded music revenue was up 11% in 2016 after 16 years of negative 4% annual average growth. The reason for that is subscription and streaming is now 52% of revenue versus 0% 13 years ago. It was hard for many to accept, but it's now been finally been really super helpful. Spotify has been the catalyst for that internet-driven evolution in the music industry from 0 to 50 million subscribers in less than nine years. Now accounts for 20% of global music industry revenue versus 0% in 2008. Spotify is using its recommendation engine, data, and algorithms to improve the user experience for its users. Users listen to 41 artists per week, up 40% versus uh, 2014, showing that people like what they're getting. Switching from music to TV, network 
TV minutes delivered, 2011 top five networks have seen a 10% average decline, while Netflix was up about 700% over that five-year period. Netflix has been a catalyst for internet-driven evolution of the video industry, 95 million streaming subs in 10 years, and now 30, approximately 30% or more of home entertainment revenue in, t- in 10 years in, in the U.S., as Google pioneered search, find, and obtain for content and products, Netflix and Spotify pioneered search, find, and serve up for media. It's from give to get with data and algorithms. There are 98 million different Netflixes, and there are 126 million different Spotify's, and that data is old, so the numbers are even higher now. Switching from that to China. Um, this is provided by Hill House Capital. Um, China macro, things are improving. Consumer confidence has risen. Um, since the second half of 2016. This is a stunning stat to me. This is data provided by MSCI. Private non-SOE enterprises are increasingly driving wealth creation and economic growth and jobs. They account for 48% of the market cap of the MSCI China index versus 5% in 2005. What a change. And in that category, the companies that are driving that, that growth, the primary the leading, excuse me, um, sector that's driving that growth is, is the tech sector. Um, China mobile internet users, 700 million, accelerating up 12%. Mobile usage outpacing user growth, up 30% for usage versus 12% for users. China entertainment is driving um, a lot of usage and uh, monetization growth. 55% of media spent in China is on the internet. It surpassed the TV in 2016. Um, China, in online entertainment in China, consumers are increasingly willing to pay. Uh, it's led by games, live streaming, and video. China became the number one provider of interactive video game content in, uh, surpassed the U.S. in, in 2016. Uh, Tencent and NetEase are leading the way there. Uh, something that's super um, effective and successful in China and somewhat unique is live streaming, high consumer engagement, and, and willingness, willingness to pay for this live streaming. On-demand transportation, some stunning stats. China's the number one global market for cars and bikes. Uh, 67% global share of on-demand transportation trip volume, um, up 2x year on year, uh, and it's almost equally divided between bikes and cars. Not quite, but almost. On-demand bike sharing, mobile innovation is driving significant usage ramp. 20 million MAUs of on-demand bike share, of on, riding on-demand bikes, 100% and accelerating month-on-month growth. What do people do with these? They ride them, um, uh, two-third, two-thirds of the users ride the bikes three times a week and primarily do it for their commute. Oftentimes we'll ride and then get in a, in a, in a DD vehicle. China mobile payment infrastructure is enabling all this rapid growth and monetization of internet usage. China mobile payment volume up 2x year on year, led by Alipay and WeChat Pay. Alipay and WeChat Pay on mobiles are digitizing micropayments. So for the live streaming, you can do author tipping, a penny an article, 15 cents for a bike, um, et cetera. One of the reasons we're able to do this is regulated and low relative um, interchange rates. Um, This slide is really hard to read, uh, but it shows just how much Ant Financial, Tencent, and JD.com are doing uh, to become diversified financial services platforms off the base of strong users that they have. They have um, e-commerce and advertising strong growth, 24% e-commerce growth. China's ramp penetration of e-commerce as a percent of commerce is ramping faster than any other country in the world. 15% of retail sales. 
Alibaba has a lot of momentum on multiple fronts. JD.com is world-class on delivery and fulfillment. 91% of orders delivered within two days, 58% delivered within one day. Online advertising up 30% year-on-year, and algorithmic mobile news feeds are accounting for a very material portion, uh, not material, but a very large um, amount of advertising revenue in China. Moving from China to India, how are we doing? Uh, competition continues to intensify. This is one of the most fascinating markets for the internet on the planet. Um, consumers are winning. India is the fastest, largest growing economy based on GDP growth and scale. India internet users slowing, but still up 20, 28% in June of 2016. We'll have new data soon. Um, India is the number one global market, excluding ex-China, for Android phone time spent. Google Play downloads in India surpassed the United States in 2016. India's smartphone shipments have been pretty choppy, but they've started to accelerate, up 15% in Q1. Same thing with smartphones. Um, India's smartphone and data costs are declining a lot, which I want to spend a little time on, but they're still high for the majority of India's 1.3 billion citizens. This green line looks at the ASP as a percent of GDP per capita for the average smartphone selling price. It's 8%. Uh, but it's down from something that was materially higher not too long ago. Wireless data costs are finally declining to affordable levels, uh, more affordable levels, 1.3% of annual average GDP per capita. Um, India Internet is a fierce global battleground for all players, hardware providers, carriers, software, and commerce providers. Um, I, you can look at the slide on this, but this, the, the chart at the right looks at the market share changes for the India, China, uh, and, and, and non, non uh, global global vendors in just um, in just two to three years. And what's going on is Reliance Geo, uh, Reliance uh, launched invested twenty five billion dollars over seven years to roll out four G Pan India, a, a, a network called the Geo Network with a, a dollar monthly ARPU uh, for about um, for a period of time before the ARPU went up. And I'm just going to show you what's happened because of this. India wireless consumer data prices are down nearly 50% in the last year as the incumbent established carriers had to respond to Geo's low pricing. India broadband sub- subscribers are up 85% year on year and accelerating. Reliance Geo market share rose from 0% in Q3 of 2016 to 39% owing to these low prices. Um, if we look at software, um, China, or excuse me, uh, China Ali, Alibaba has number one browser share. Um, in China at 50%, and, and, and Google Chrome is, is at 32%. If we look at the India software companies, the top downloaded apps, uh, four of 10 are from the United States, Facebook WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Facebook and Facebook Lite. Uh, two are from China and, and two are from India. In e-commerce, many players are fighting for share. Um, it's a super competitive marketplace, and Amazon um, is pretty relentless in wanting to win in this marketplace. This looks at SKUs and sellers and fulfillment centers, uh, and they're aggressive and in investing heavily. So in India internet usage, I'm going to look at some stats on how, um, how much it's growing since the geo launch. This looks at data usage, rising um, the, data, the, the data usage, it, meditate. Um, data usage is rising dramatically as asset access costs have fallen, as you can see from the slide. Um, this is a couple of broad bandwidth intensive apps that shows their growth since June of 2016. 
India leadership is unlike any we've seen in the world as when it comes to focusing on the internet. These are some of the key, fo- key policies, all with ways to help the country be more successful economically. If we sum up a lot of what I just went through, India internet usage growth is strong, owing in part to broader availability of low-cost data access. India internet user base at 355 million is large. Ongoing smartphone and access prices are crucial to onboarding the next 200 million. For the businesses, driving free cash flow for many of the internet businesses in India is challenging, owing to fierce competition. And consumers are benefiting mightily from this competition and from the government policies. India is leapfrogging in some areas and reimagining some areas that are pretty striking. A leader in mobile in the world versus desktop. Uh, A leader like no other in digital IDs. Aadhaar and EKYC have have offered digital authentication for a billion people. And the usage of these products is growing dramatically. More than a billion people have digital IDs in India. This looks at the growth. This was a very deliberate and successful effort. And what these digital IDs do is they help people get services in a much faster way than they could before. Paper's been removed and phones have been engaged. Um, This looks at the growth in Reliance Geo's signups and subscribers, 108 million signups in seven months, 72 million of them converted to paying subscribers, and that's March data. I suspect it's higher now. This looks at the stack for digital payment and data infrastructure in India, started with Aadhaar and EKYC for identity, then moved into banking for all, banking accounts easily accessible for citizens, and then UPI, which is a universal payments interface and Bharat interface for money, which allow at very low cost transactions to, play, to take place um, in, in India. This looks at Paytm's registered user growth, and this looks at the bank-to-bank mobile money transfers. Think Venmo, think Square Cash. Um, in, in, in the momentum. This is just since August of 2016, so super fast growth. On the reimagining front, entertainment, weekly mobile time spent is at 7x TV. 45% of mobile time is focused on entertainment. Um, TV shows are being reimagined for mobiles. First, India Education, the largest K-12 through school system in the world, 250,000 students. The education, quality education is not what a lot of citizens would want to be, and it's the um, largest, we believe, one of the largest markets in the world for coaching and and tutoring. Um, This looks at how things are changing because of accessibility via mobile, uh, self-paced, and and personalized learning. India healthcare insurance, India healthcare, fewer than 20% of citizens have insurance, and things are being optimized to take advantage of that um, thanks to the internet. In India marketplaces, organizing the unorganizable, middlemen are being replaced with smartphones and many direct-to-consumer marketplaces are, are developing. There are a bunch of challenges in, internet, in, in, in the internet in India. One is excessive venture capital funding uh, in second half of 2014, 2015, helped drive startup valuations up and spending and competition. Uh, and then there are multiple languages in, in, in India. So it's hard, you, can't, you can't go pay in India with, with one language. There are a bunch of cha- a lot more macro challenges. The macro, the demographics are good and bad. Job creation, business basics, education, logistics, gender disparity, and you can find those slides online. Um, global public-private internet companies. It's been a good time to be a leader and an innovator. This is the 2017 leaderboard. Um, most are extending their leads: Apple, Google, Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook, Tencent, Alibaba. The green color shading on the on the and for the market cap indicates. The valuation went up in the last since we were last here. If we look at um, 
the, the inter technolo internet companies and technology companies related to the rest of the world, um, other, other industries, tech is 40%, has the market cap of tech companies accounts for 40% of the top 20 companies in the world, 100% of the top five. If we compare where we are now with where we were in 2012, tech was 20% of the top 12, 20, and 40% of the top five. The bigs are going after the bigs. They're often uh, led by, found they're founder-driven, uh, and they're innovative, and they have the ability to see around corners. This is a simple chart that looks at Apple, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Tencent, and Alibaba, what their original business was, what their business is now, and those businesses are increasingly overlapping. Global, global tech financings, uh, strong relative to history, but slowing at the margin. M&A, robust relative to history, in part as these big companies uh, work to get more companies so they compete. Uh, we're asked this question all the time. I repeat it all the time. The value of a business is the present value of the future cash flows. Some macro thoughts. Um, I want to just start with understanding where your tax dollars go. We wrote a report a while ago called USA Inc., which focused on this. This is a very small update to that. Uh, United States income statement, we've had a negative 19% average net margin over 25 years. Um, that's even hard for venture funding. Um, U.S. income statement, this is what net losses in 45 of 50 years look like. Um, when spending exceeds income, debt rises. The net debt to GDP at 75% for the U.S. is higher than 97% of our country's history. And at current course and speed, if government pro projections are correct, the USA net debt GDP ratio will break World War II records by 2035. Uh, U.S. entitlements are 63% of spending, up from 45% 25 years ago. The yellow line on this chart indicates what's happened to interest rates since um, 1991. Imagine if interest rates had not go da gone down, what the debt would look like. This looks at entitlement growth. This is important. Looks at household debt. We are back at peak Q3 2008 level and rising. If we look at where debt has gone up versus, uh, versus the third quarter of 2008, mortgage debt, good news, is down 7%. Student loans up 120%. Auto loans up 44%, which is bringing that back to the, back to the peak levels. Um, in our view, debt commitments are a non-trivial challenge that need to be addressed. Uh, moving from that to some good stuff, immigration, that's uh, important, very important for USA job creation. This is data um, that's been compiled by others. 60% of the most highly valued tech companies in America were founded by first or second generation Americans. This is new and an update. 50% of the most highly valued private tech companies were founded by first generation immigrants, a really big deal for our country. High level for all the angst, consider this. The world is getting better in many ways. Poverty and child mortality are down, and democracy and literacy are, are up dramatically. That's represented in these slides. Uh, I'm going to close with this point. Um, economic growth drivers evolve over time. Uh, this looks at pre-18th century cultivation and extraction, 19th and 20th century um, manufacturing in, in industry in the 21st century. We believe we're in the, in the period of compute power plus human potential, and it's really exciting, and a lot of people in this room are making a lot of that happen. Uh, and here is the healthcare section that's awesome that I can't go through, and I'm really sorry for that. So, with that, please read it. That's it. I'm done. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay.